0: I'm Michelle Sims, and this is The Beauty in the Mess, a community where people who crave a shift in mindset, personal growth, and connection to like-minded people come together to start rewriting their stories. Through engaging, honest, and insightful conversations, the show will help you embrace the mess to recognize the meanings and the lessons it holds and discover its hidden treasures to help you start making a mindset shift. Let's listen, learn, and reclaim who we were meant to be. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Beauty in the Mess. And I'm your host, Michelle Sims. This is my very first episode, and I'm so excited that this podcast is finally launching. I think I'm even more excited that you're here with me listening. I know you could be doing a million other things, and I'm truly grateful to have you here. I'm going to start with a brief introduction of who I am. I am a Christian, and I call it a Christian in progress because I am nowhere near perfect, and I know I have a long, long way to go, but I am trying. I do believe in God with all my heart. So, yes, you're going to hear me refer to him often. I'm married, and we have four wonderful children, a son and three daughters. We also have a terrific son-in-law. Like most parents, our lives pretty much center around our kids. We live in central Indiana. We love to travel, though we don't get to often enough. And specifically about myself, I work full-time, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, and recently I obtained my master's in business administration in 2020. But make no mistake, I am not a counselor or a therapist by any means. I just felt the need, and I actually felt a nudge to try to start helping others with things I've learned over the years. As far as today's topic, the great unboxing, let's dive right in and start unpacking it. What would you do if you had the permission to just be? to just be who you really are, to speak freely without worrying if someone's going to disagree with how you feel, permission to be free. You know, I learned early on as a young child to keep my thoughts to myself and play small. And this morphed into not feeling like my thoughts or opinions mattered at all, which evolved later on into the feeling that I didn't matter. And as you can imagine, this has altered my life in a big way. Don't get me wrong, if you're super close to me and I feel safe sharing with you, then of course I'm going to speak up. What I'm talking about is more in a public setting for the most part. I tend to hold back. I hang back. I listen. I observe. I let others speak before I do. And to be honest, in the past, it's always been because I felt like anything they would have to say has to be more important than anything I could possibly come up with. I also listen to see like if I'm out in left field versus what they're talking about, or am I in complete opposition with what they're talking about? And if I was, then I could tone it down or simply not speak up at all. You know, and I've learned that a lot of this comes from childhood. At least it did for me. And as a child, you start creating your identity based largely on who others tell you that you are at first. You know, they say you're pretty or handsome or ugly, you're smart, stupid, you're fat, you're skinny, you're energetic or lazy, shy, introverted. You get the idea. And you start believing these things about yourself, good or bad. And this becomes your identity. And it's what I refer to as the box. As a human being, your brain is designed to focus on the negative. It's a survival mechanism meant to keep you out of harm's way. However, as you're creating your identity as a child, if you're like me, you tend to hold on to the negative and kind of toss the positive to the side, and especially if you get a lot of negative input, then you echo those words back to yourself for quite a while, and then these negative thoughts start playing in the background of your mind all the time like a recording that's looping until they become your beliefs, and they create this feeling of unworthiness which can follow you the rest of your life if you're not careful. And the sad thing is that after a while, you stop realizing that, you know, most likely these aren't even your words that you're saying to yourself. They came from someone else. This identity or box, especially if it's a negative one, can become a trap because as you grow and start discovering new things, all of a sudden you find yourself saying, I can't do this or that because it doesn't align with your identity of who you keep telling yourself you are. And you've probably trained others to keep you in your box as well. So over the past few years, I've become aware that I've trapped myself in my old identity, and I have trained others to help keep me there. An example is this podcast. You know, about a year ago, I had gotten some very disturbing news about my health, and I started becoming obsessed with the brain's ability to help the body heal. I still am obsessed with that, by the way. I remember that I cried for four days on and off, and then I decided that the crying wasn't making me better. It wasn't helping me change anything. Then I ended up attending an event put on by Tony Robbins called Unleash the Power Within, or UPW for short. I wanted to start changing my negative mindset right away. It was during COVID, so my experience was virtual, but it was still an amazing event. I actually thought I had started down a path of I can instead of I can't for the first time. And you know, attendees end up breaking a, a board during this event, In a nutshell, on one side of the board, you're supposed to write down what you're breaking away from, and on the other side, you are supposed to write down what you're breaking into. And I still have that board. It's in my office up on a shelf as a reminder. And the things I was trying to break away from were playing small, pain, fear, unworthiness, low self-esteem, along with a couple of my health issues. And what I wanted to break into were health, success, empowerment, strength, feeling a greater sense of connection. I even had Be a Charitable Giving Ambassador on there, and you've probably guessed it by now, I had Podcaster written on there. So when I attended this event, I had been feeling the nudge to start a podcast at that time. I've had a lot of things happen in my life over the years, to me and to my family, and I truly felt and I still feel that God wanted me to use what I've learned from these experiences to help others. So after the event, you know, I started talking about podcasting and then I start talking about it a little bit more. I got so excited. I went out and bought a microphone and headphones and then I'm talking about it more and more. And one day my husband says, wait a minute, you can't do that. And I said, why not? And he said, because you're not a podcaster. You know nothing about podcasting. And believe me, looking back, he wasn't being mean, and I've come to realize this wasn't even his fault. I've trained him to help me stay in my box, just as I trained myself. You know, people try to force you back in your box, because they think it's safer for you. And they ultimately think that that's what you really want. They think they're helping you. And plus, you know, the reality is change is hard for people to accept as well. So, especially people who are close to you, as they start seeing you do different things or behave a little differently, at first they may resist a little. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm curious to see how all my friends and family will act when they find out I've started a podcast because I'm probably the last person on the planet that they would ever expect to be speaking out because I'm normally very reserved. But, you know, sadly enough, him saying those few words back then was all it took for me to give up again. Someone just confirmed what I was already thinking deep down in the recesses of my mind. I can't do this because I have no experience. I can't do it because I don't know anything about it. And even though I was feeling pumped up and empowered after the UPW event, at that moment, all of those self-doubts came flooding right back in like a tsunami, just like they always do. What if no one listens? What if they listen and don't like what I say? What if they don't like me? What if I'm no good at this? What if I make mistakes? What if, what if? The what ifs never seem to end. And guess what? I think a lot of us do this. Think about all the things you say to yourself. Does it sound like, man, I am so dumb. I can't believe I just did that. No one's ever going to love me. I can't do this. I don't deserve anything good. I fell at everything. You get my point. Have you ever stopped yourself in your tracks and asked where these thoughts are coming from? Are they even your words or is this something you picked up from someone else long ago and you just keep repeating it to yourself? You need to know that if you believe something strong enough, good or bad, your subconscious will then work to make it come true. Now listen to that again. If you believe something strong enough, good or bad, your subconscious is going to help you make it come true. And that's kind of scary when you think that you're the one that talks to yourself more than anybody on the planet is ever going to talk to you. And so we really have to start watching what we say to ourselves. And, you know, I think it's time for us, me and you, to step out of that box. And, I, I, you know, I have felt like the scarecrow, the lion, the tin man, Dorothy of the Wizard of Oz all rolled into one. I've spent my whole life trying to prove mostly to myself, but also to other people, that I'm smart, that I'm courageous, that I'm loved, and that I belong. I'm, I've arrived home, so to speak. And I'm tired of hiding in this box of this identity I created so many years ago. And you know what I think? I think at the end of my journey that I've going to find out I had these things in me all along, just as they did. I just didn't know it. And I think you're going to find out the same thing on your journey, whatever it may be. And, you know, if you've desired forever, like I have, to figure out what God's purpose is for your life, I can tell you one thing for sure. You aren't going to find it in that box that you shut yourself up in. And I've come to realize that your purpose can change based on what's going on in your life. And I believe you have multiple purposes that change over time. So if you let yourself start living and discovering, you're going to step into those purposes. It will happen. You just have to be open to things. You have to be open to growing. You have to be open to changing. Give yourself permission to get out of that box and start exploring new things, new, find new people, allow yourself to dream again. I am now giving myself permission to step out of my box, hence the great unboxing. And please note that unboxing doesn't necessarily mean a complete 180 degree identity shift. It just means that there are parts of your identity that no longer serve you, or maybe they never did. It's the negative aspects. It's the limiting self-beliefs. That's what you're letting go of. So if you want to join me in stepping out of the box, what steps should you start taking? Well, first, if you believe in God or a divine creator, start praying for strength, wisdom, guidance, and courage. Allow God to start moving in your life and be open. Start talking to him daily. Seriously. Since UPW, I've also started listening to a daily devotional named Jesus Calling with Dr. Wesley Northey on Facebook. It helps me recenter and put my focus on God during these crazy times in our world. And oddly enough, Dr. Wesley had attended the same UPW event as I did, and his efforts were highlighted during the event, and that's how I found him. (laughs) Secondly, if you feel a nudge to do something, it may be that God is nudging you in that direction especially if you're like me and you keep trying to ignore it, but it keeps coming back to you. And along with the nudges are coincidences. And lately, I've had so many coincidences occurring in my life, which made me stop to think, maybe these aren't coincidences at all. I don't think statistically that many coincidences can occur around the same subject. So maybe God's putting these things and these people in my path so that I can't help but notice. And remember my podcasting example, well, I listen to other podcasts all the time. I've been a fan of Tony Robbins for years and years. And after my UPW event, I started searching and consuming all things Tony Robbins again. I also wanted to see if Tony had a podcast. And he does, which is great. But in searching for Tony, I found Michelle Saro, who does the Fire and Soul podcast. And she had been speaking of going to Tony's events on her podcast So I listened to those episodes in which she specifically talked about Tony and Tony's UPW event and his Date with Destiny event, which is still an event I dream of attending someday in person. After listening to these episodes, I started listening to more and more of her episodes. And I came to realize that she also teaches podcast classes with Jenny Saraswati, a top podcast producer. I looked into their classes called the Podcast Accelerator a year ago before I got consumed by self-doubt again. Well, early February this year, I saw where their classes were starting again, and it made me think for a bit. You know, when I listen to Michelle, I feel like she's talking directly to me. She seems to know my words and thoughts a lot of the times, and recently she had an episode that I related to so much. I had to reach out to her, so I direct messaged her on Instagram. This is something I never do. I also never expected a response. She not only responded to me, but she was so touched by my message that she read it on one of her episodes. I couldn't believe it. You know, as I'm listening, my eyes started filling with tears. She heard me, so to speak, through my words. She saw me and she acknowledged me right where I was at. And even though my letter had nothing to do with podcasting, I started feeling like maybe this was a sign to join her classes. I was still dragging my feet, though. I was still letting all that fear kind of consume me. And then I get an email saying that she and Jenny were offering a special price due to the way things are in the world right now. And a couple days later, I find out that I'm getting a bonus at work that would cover the cost. So at that point, I couldn't ignore it any longer. I felt like I had to act. And the beauty of, of attending these classes, of course, is learning from people who have already done it, right? But it's also having accountability to people. I knew if I didn't have some accountability, I would never, ever launch. So this time I committed to Michelle and Ginny and myself that I would follow through. Was I scared to death? Absolutely. Am I still scared to death, nervous, doubtful, even fearful? You bet I am. But the difference is now I'm realizing that I may never be able to completely silence all of these negative feelings that I have, but I can still take action anyway. You know, as Oprah says, courage is filling the fear and doing it anyway. Thirdly, you need to tell close friends and family that your intention is to change, that you are stepping out of your old identity or parts of it or whatever the case may be. You should let them know that this is what makes you happy. This is something you feel you must do. I know my husband has now become more supportive of my podcasting because he realizes that it is important to me, and I have put forth the effort. I took classes. I made some financial investments. I set up my little podcast cubby here. Where he could see that i'm serious and of course it's a learning process some of it i can only learn by doing it myself and he gets that now and you know another thing you can do along these same lines is find people on a similar journey someone that's going to support you and you can support them as you go through this together i met a woman in my podcasting class ironically her name is michelle also And she and I have been talking and supporting each other. And it's been an amazing feeling. And I'm so grateful for her also. And as I mentioned earlier, allow yourself to start questioning these negative thoughts you repeat to yourself and where they are coming from. Start trying to replace them with something better that you can say to yourself. You know, one thing I've started doing that I learned from a coworker years and years ago is telling myself out loud that I love myself. And at the time, he told me that he says, I love you to himself in the mirror every morning. And at first I thought he was kind of crazy, but now I see the value in it. And But looking at, in the mirror every day and telling myself I love myself is not really something I feel comfortable doing. For me, it shows up more like if, you know, when I prepare for something, I'm very detail-oriented, so I do a lot of preparation and say I forgot about all the preparation I did Then I stumble across something that benefits me. You know, I'll say out loud, I love me, just showing gratitude for myself in a way. It sounds kind of silly, but these things start making a big difference. And my brain is hearing me say it as I'm thinking it, which is sort of a double reinforcement. And you know what? Over the years, I have come to love me more than I have ever before anyway. And it's not in an arrogant or self-absorbing way, but in a caring and grateful sort of way which takes me right into number five, which is give yourself unconditional love. And I do want to know if you're like me and you struggle with self-love like I have, learning to love yourself doesn't just come from saying a few positive words to yourself every day. It's a good start, but it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time, and you're going to need to be patient with yourself. But you have to start doing the work. It's a process, and most likely it's not going to be a quick one. You have to be intentional on in your efforts. Start researching, attend an event like I did. Listen to podcasts, read self-help books, learn how to meditate, to de-stress, do energy work, have hypnosis treatments, whatever it takes for you to start changing what you say to yourself. And don't forget to find a way to hold yourself accountable because otherwise you may navigate right back to those old thoughts and habits. And it, you know this may be one of the hardest things you do, learning to love yourself if you don't already, but it's very important. You deserve that same love that you bestow on everyone else. And you also have to know that you're going to waver. You're going to go back and forth. You're going to have better days and worse days. And that's okay. Just keep trying to move forward. Number six, practice gratitude and forgiveness towards yourself and others. Start looking for things to be grateful for. You should be grateful for who you are, for those around you, for the experiences that life is giving you. Like Tony Robbins says, and I'm paraphrasing, if everyone showed up in your life as you would hope they would, you would not be the person you are today. So forgive yourself for not being perfect, but also forgive all these people in your life for not being perfect. No one is, and perfection is unattainable, so just let go of it. And there's always something to be grateful for. Perhaps life itself, you're here. It could be something as small as someone did something nice for you today. Having gratitude for situations sometimes when you're in the midst of a struggle and you're so consumed, you don't see the gifts in it. However, as you get some distance from it, the gifts will start becoming more apparent. You'll start seeing them. Sometimes you've got to give yourself a little time. Why is this gratitude so important? Well, remember that fear and gratitude can not exist in the brain at the same time. So if you practice feeling grateful as much as you can, you're leaving no room in your brain for the worry or the fear. Lastly, it may take longer than you hoped, but just start taking action. Start moving See what happens. Be intentional. Find the beauty in the mess. Find those treasures, those golden nuggets. They're there, they're just waiting on you to find them. So, to recap really quickly on the steps first, if you believe in God, start praying for strength, wisdom, guidance, and courage, hopefully daily. Secondly, pay attention to the nudges and coincidences because perhaps they're showing up in your life for a reason. Thirdly, let people know your intention is to change and then start expressing your true self. Fourth, start questioning your negative thoughts. Why do you think this? Where is it coming from? Better yet, start replacing it with better thoughts. Fifth, show yourself unconditional love as you do those closest to you. You really deserve this. And number six, practice gratitude and forgiveness. And lastly, be patient. It takes time and you may find yourself wavering a bit. So... Remember, I'm on this journey too, so please give me grace and allow me my mistakes. Let's keep striving forward together and evolve together. My hope is that anything you learn from me or a guest on the show later on will help you progress quicker on your journey. I look forward to your feedback, your comments, your reviews, and I hope you will join me next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Beauty and the Mess. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas you would like to hear about, or you think you would be a great guest on the show, you can reach me directly at thebeautyinthemess.com. Thanks for listening.